What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Back Office Out Front, the podcast covering the corporate army behind the athlete. I'm your host, Adam Bernstein, and today on the show, we have Phil Maines, the CFO of Pat McAfee, Inc. Phil is the first guest on the show who is actually in-house with an athlete, handling the day-to-day financial operations of Pat's budding media empire. Much of the -the behind-the-scenes work of anything and everything Pat McAfee falls in his lap. Whether that's handling partnerships as world-class companies such as SeatGeek, FanDuel, Manscaped, and DAZN, or overseeing a lot of the financials of the Pat McAfee Foundation, which provides scholarships to military families, or this could be receiving essentially every inbound request for anything Pat McAfee, Phil does it all. In this episode, he'll take us through his relationship with Pat, beginning when they were no more than five or six years old, and going all the way to today, serving as his right-hand man. All that and more on this episode, Back Office, Out Front. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Back Office, Out Front. I'm Adam Bernstein, and today I have Phil Maines, the CFO of Pam McAfee, Inc. Phil, how are you doing today? Well, Adam, thanks again for having me. Of course, of course. So I usually like to start with people's time at school. So can you just talk a bit to me about what you did both inside and outside of the classroom during your time at college? Sure. Uh, I attended the University of Pittsburgh uh, from 2005 to 2009, where I studied accounting, majored in accounting, Um, played hockey at Pitt. Um, Wasn't involved in in too much else. That pretty much kept me busy. Uh, I coached a little bit um, of baseball. while in college, and I worked uh, for actually in the Bricklayers Union um, during the summers just to help pay for it. Yeah. So um, that was basically my college experience there, summed up. Was working in sports or in the media world or whatever something that ever really crossed your mind when you were in school, or was it more you wanted to get a CPA and go from there or something else? Yeah, definitely not a media guy. Yeah, I uh, actually took an accounting class in high school and um, had a great relationship with the teacher. Uh, He was a really cool guy. I liked his style and how he taught it. And I liked the subject as well. You know, I liked, um, I felt like accounting was kind of like the backbone of of business and thought that I could do a lot, you know, with that. Um, Wasn't really sure, you know, exactly what was for me at the time, but knew that you know, I liked numbers. I liked money. Mm-hmm. So I went that direction. Um, obviously when it, you know, became apparent that, uh, you know, Pat was, was taken off and he was going to be, you know, doing what he did uh, in the NFL. Um, that became my, you know, my, uh, my goal, I guess, was to, to, you know, serve him and make sure, you know, I could provide um, the services he needed at the time, which started off as just, you know, tax services, um, mm-hmm. learning, you know, coming out as a graduate and filing an NFL player's tax return was quite an experience yeah. with state rules and everything. So I learned quickly, um, you know, learned a lot. And then as his off-field venture started, you know, learned a lot, um, just kind of on the fly. Everything's always on the fly. So got used to that type of environment. And, uh, you know, here we are today, about 10 years later. So, yeah. And backtracking a bit from there for a second, how did your relationship with Pat first begin? 
Uh, that's that began in kindergarten. Okay. <laughs> Holiday Park Elementary. Um, yeah, Pat and I have known each other. I guess we'd be what six, about six or so then. Yeah. Um, yeah, and wow. just we're never, uh, you know, never teammate. He was a soccer player. You know, I played hockey, baseball. And then I guess junior year was when he started kicking. So we became mm-hmm. teammates for the first time at that point in high school. Um, and for him, football was kind of just, he, you know, he was a star soccer player. And football okay. was just kind of something he picked up and started yeah. playing. I think him and Tim both, uh, you know, saw kind of the opportunity there. Um, soccer is more like an overseas uh, path, right? Um, and football seemed more direct, I think. And obviously, you know, with his leg strength, it was it was kind of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once we became teammates, you know, we were already close, but you know, hung out a lot uh, all through high school, and then, you know, at, in college, we were at uh, at rival schools, but um, stayed close, and uh, you know, went to his bowl games and things like that. Went through yep. the whole. Choosing an agent process, the whole draft process. Um, it was just, uh, you know, a really cool experience to be a part of. Yeah, no, that does sound awesome. And yeah. when you started to work with him full time, was that before or after Barstool? It was right after right Barstool. After. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was his tax accountant for I don't know, eight or nine years, eight years, I guess, while he was in the league. Yep. And, um, yeah, he always says, you know, and uh, it goes the same for me too. We learned so much from that, you know, barstool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Pat and the guys that you know stayed with us learned a lot about the business of the internet. Um, I think we learned a lot about um, some behind-the-scenes things that you know we would like to do differently. I'm not saying you know right or wrong, just right. right. Um, so it was actually, uh, you know, Pat had always, we'd always talked about, um, you know, working for him full time. And there were a lot of factors, you know, I have a family here, you know, yeah. we have a house here in Pittsburgh. Um, but also I wanted to kind of, you know, make sure I was ready for the job, I guess. You know, I got all the experience that I felt I needed, um, you know, learned a lot. Uh, you know, outside of of what Pat was doing, um, you know, for my for my own self, my own career. Um, so it was actually a call with Tim. I remember uh, when Pat was doing this. You know, we had talked, and uh, you know, his dad Tim had called me, and then I knew that it was, mm-hmm. you know, that we were going to go for it. Yeah. Uh, and he asked, you know, Nick and Diggs, and I remember, you know, Nick calling me and, you know, telling me what you know, Pat was offering. And I said, I basically said, you know, you're never going to get this chance again. You know, (laughs) if it lasts a year, if it lasts three years, if it lasts 30 years, but if it's successful and you don't do it, like you're going to regret it. Yeah. Forever. I'm like, you can always go back, you know, Nick's well-educated. Right. You can always go back and get an IT job. Um, you know, do whatever you want to do, pick up, pick up from there, but you, you know, we have to try this. So, yeah, um, was happy to, you know, with the support of my wife and family, uh, you know, drop everything, everything that I'd, you know, <laughs> built uh, myself there. Yeah. Um, 
but it was a it was a no really a no brainer. Um, yeah, you know, you, it, I don't mind betting on Pat ever. So right, worked and out. Now that you're in that role, what does the day to day basis workload look like as the CFO of Pemac Inc? Uh, so I'm really the only finance guy. So anything, anything, uh, anything dealing with, you know, money from the daily, you know, deposits, the reconciliations, the taxes, the payroll, um, things like that. I do a little bit of, you know, sometimes contracts come through, you know, reviewing contracts. Um, after well, I guess before, while I was working on my CPA, I got a, uh, just happened to get a certificate um, in e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's paid off well as well. Um, yeah. You know, also uh, with our, with our online store, I don't want to say I run that, but um, you know, just, uh, you know, watching inventory levels, making orders, um, yeah. you know, I'll dive into customer service, make sure, you know, the messages uh, you know, what we want to say to our, to our people and things like that. Just making sure we have what people are asking for. Um, I'd love to, uh, you know, eventually hand that off to someone else at this point because <laughs> the financial side has gotten, you know, bigger and bigger. Right. Um, but I'm glad that I have, you know, gotten to, to experience that as well. Um, I like that side. I like the e-commerce side. Uh, I like the, you know, a little bit of interaction with people that are supporting our store and things like that. And yeah. uh, so I've, I've, I've enjoyed that. It's just uh, kind of, you know, getting, it's, it's definitely two separate jobs now. Right. Um, we'll build, building yeah, yeah. off of that uh, interaction aspect you did. So your email is the only email listed on the website. So if anyone wants to contact about anything, I bet you're the email that they go to. I'm curious how many of the day-to-day emails you get about potential partnerships or business propositions or whatever are actually like serious. So there's some crazy, crazy things that come into you from just fans that think they can, you know, do God knows what with the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. And Pat, you know, Pat set that up that way. That wasn't, yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't my idea, but I'm happy to do it. Like I said, I love hearing from people. I try to reply to everybody and I think that's really the only way, you know, you can, uh, you can ensure that everyone's getting a response. You know, I think if people take the time out to email, um, no matter what it's about, you know, a lot of people are just, sometimes it's a thank you for the shows, you know, thank you for the escape. Sometimes it's a, a pitch or something, you know, come on my podcast comes in a lot. Right. Obviously you wish you could say yes to everybody, but, um, you know, obviously, obviously you can with, you know, his own time, uh, you know, requirements for his shows and everything that he does. So, right. Um, yeah, I like that aspect of it too. I, I try to make sure everyone's, you know, gets a reply. A lot of, uh, you know, my son's birthday is coming up. Can we get a video? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, really hard to, you know, I, I would want to say yes to everybody, but unfortunately we can't. So, but I try to make sure everyone gets a response, even if it's from me and, you know, everything, just forwarded the pat and make sure he sees you know what's going on and uh yeah so, yeah it's it, i like the interaction I, I really do and i'm curious if some of the financial work like the basic you know tax turns things like that that you said that you were doing before during your accounting days 
feels like different now because I've heard from a bunch of people who work in the sports world that it's great that they're working in the sports world or in a fun media industry or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's still the same financial work or the same sales work or the same marketing work, whatever. Do you feel like you enjoy your job more now than you did then? Or do you just kind of feel like it's the same work in a different atmosphere? Uh, I have the best, I have the best job in the world. Cool. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> the work is different. It's different. Um, you know, every day there, you know, there are entries to be made every day. Um, and, and that's, that's fine. I, I always kept the books for PMI, but it wasn't, you yeah. know, yeah. up and running like it is now. And so, right. you know, about two or three years ago, um, yeah, I have the best, best job in the world. Um, you know, work, uh, and it's, you can tell that when the hours don't matter, you know, like, right. Uh, I get up and start working and just, I'll just keep, I'll be working and then past dinner time and not, not know or care really, you know, like it's, yeah. you love what you do. It's, it's not really work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love, I love my job. I'm super, uh, you know, super lucky to be here and uh, trying to make it last as, as long as possible. So that is a refreshing perspective to hear. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask about was, you know, it started at the Pat McAfee show, but now everything is branching out in a lot of different directions. There's Pat McAfee show, Pat McAfee show 2.0, there's the pod, good, better bets. And then there's deals with the zone and Westwood one. And can you run through a bit about those like different types of distribution and what goes where and how some of those deals came to be? That was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, yeah. As far as the other, other shows and podcasts go, um, You know, it's just trying to, the ultimate goal is to, you know, for, for me anyways, has always been to, we, the, the business needs to make money without Pat having right. to be on camera for 24 hours a day. Right. Um, so whether that's the pod, which he ends up jumping on a lot of the time, or that's hockey talk, you know, good, better bets. Um, the more we grow those shows and also get the, the other talent in front of microphones more, mm-hmm. you know, different subjects uh kind of expand expand their repertoire there yeah uh, it's funny the people that that listen and follow to the pod they have like a i don't want to say like a cult following but (laughs) people like really love to just hear them you know talk more about different things other than sports you know yeah the two hours on the live show um obviously with guests and you know pat uh you know uh, sharing his opinions on things. Uh, there's not a whole lot of airtime for the other guys, but right. you know, they're super talented and funny. So getting them in a setting like the pod where they can talk about whatever they want. Um, right. You know, it's, it's a great listen. Um, yeah. As far as the, like the partnership deals, um, those are brought to us uh, sometimes directly pets agency, um, CAA. Yep. Um, sometimes, you know, usually does a lot of the legwork on those um, as far as like the radio deals and, and the zone and FanDuel. Um, yeah. A lot of times it starts smaller too. You know, we'll do, uh, you know, maybe a, a Super Bowl week um, with, with a partner is kind of like a test run yep. and things like that. And sometimes it's, there's a couple offers um, that are competing and you have to find the right fit um, with the people, you know, right. That's what I love about, um, 
PMI is, is the people. It's never, you know, as a finance guy, it's kind of weird to say that, you know, you don't make decisions based on, on the finances. Um, mm-hmm. Really don't do that. You know, we don't have to do that. We're lucky, you know, that we're in a position where we don't have to take the, the highest offer all the time. You know, we're yeah. looking for the right, the right people to work with, um, the right partnerships. It's, it starts small from, you know, if we're going to read an ad read, Pat wants to, you know, if he's going to say, Hey, we love this product. He wants to mean it. You know, he's mm-hmm. not going to just read something and say, yeah, I love this. I sleep on this mattress every night. Right. If he didn't really do it, you know, right. he wants to be truthful and honest and he wants to enjoy the product himself because he always feels like if he doesn't like something or, you know, if he doesn't think something works or whatever, then he has a good feel for what other people are going to say too. Right. So um, that's been the, you know, the motto, the, from day one and it's, it's, it's done us well and I'm happy to be able to, you know, not always look at the bottom line and just mm-hmm. make decisions based on feel, you know, make decisions based on people and yeah. partnerships and relationships and, that's really, you know, what it's all about. And that's how I think you have longer term success is when you have, uh, you know, similar, you know, people that you, that you enjoy working with. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And then speaking of that, building off the people aspect a bit, how many people are currently on the full-time team of Pat McAfee Inc? And I bet about what some of them do, if not all of them, but. A full-time would be, would be 12 of us. Wow. Um, yeah. Most of them, you, you know, you guys, I'm sure you see uh, on the show. Um, there's, you know, me behind the scenes. Tim, uh, Pat's father, is more behind the scenes, but everybody knows. Everybody knows Block Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a lot of work with the foundation. Um, he's great to have around the office for things. He he builds things. He builds sets and props and all kinds of things. So yep. he's definitely good to have around. Um, other than that, I mean, most of them are on the show. Right. Uh, even, you know, Jay, Jay Zito, Foxy, Connor behind the glass back there, Ty, Nick, Diggs on the show with, um, and then Emmett's, Emmett's our only intern at the moment. Yeah. And, uh, we have one sales guy as well. So Uh small, uh, like, you know, one finance guy, one sales guy. It's a full operation though. Yeah. It's, it, it's worked. We have a lot of talented guys. So yeah. um, Talented and dedicated, willing to work willing to do, you know, a little bit more than, you know, their job title maybe requires, yep. you know, if, if you're a, we don't really have guys that are just, you know, video editors, you know, you're on a mic, you're, 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 you're doing other things behind the scenes to, to help out. You know, everyone knows what a, a Zito production, uh, what goes into that. So he's, you know, he's like the man of, uh, you know, master of all trades. Yeah. To speak. So, um, which is good. It's good to be able to keep it small, but still, you know, put out a, a product that doesn't seem, you know, seem like it's, uh, you know, done out of a, out of a basement or something like it originally was. Yeah. But there's yeah. anything wrong with that. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the last few months, a lot has changed both, you know, the sports world obviously came to a halt and then people also began looking to athletes as voices for political movements and activism and things of that nature. And I think credit to Pat and credit to you guys, Pat hasn't shied away from that and has really taken that responsibility in stride. 
I'm curious how you feel the show as a whole has been able to, and the company as a whole, change and adapt and overcome the last struggles of the last few months and changes to the media world and the sports world and things like that. Yeah, I, I give them credit all the time. You know, when we talk, um, just the way he presents things, you know, he's always honest and truthful and I give him props for that all the time. You know, it's, it's happening in real time and he's in front of the microphone so much. Yeah. It's so easy to, you know, people get caught up in whether they mean things that they say or, or not, or they just use the wrong word. And, you know, he's been so good at just, I think a lot of times when you have those slip ups, it's because you're trying to sound politically correct instead right. of saying how you really feel, you right. know, but Pat's good at just telling, you know, saying how he really feels and then he never gets caught up in anything. <laughs> um, you know, because that's, that's, that's his honest opinion on things. And he's not worried about, you know, appealing to 100% of the masses. He's just, you know, explaining his feelings on things. And uh, those, those shows, you know, the last, you know, month or, or whatever you want to say, um, those shows are the ones that really, you know, stand out to me as, uh, you know, being more than a sports show, you know, he, pride ourselves on being you know a little getaway a mental vacation mm -hmm. we just ignore things that are going on you know yeah, yeah. um and we haven't done that we haven't shied away from from anything um and pat's been great at i think you know telling telling everyone how he really feels about it and hopefully opening people's eyes you know some of the guests that we've had on you know were great uh to listen to tony dungy mm -hmm. uh, for example i thought I thought it was great. Um, and if people just listen to each other, I think that's all you can do. You know, it's, you don't have to agree with everyone, but if you just listen, yeah. um, I think that goes a long way. And uh, I think that's done a good job with, with the booking and with his own, um, you know, his own opinions and things of just trying to get people to listen to each other. Um, yeah. And you know, I think, I think that'll go a long way for society for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I give, again, I give major credit and especially like you said, with things like the pod and I think something that's awesome about all of Pat's shows is that you can stray away from sports and still keep it one pertinent and two entertaining. So I think that that's awesome. And then the last thing I'd like to ask before I let you go is what I always like to end these with is I know you didn't necessarily have the most traditional path into working in the sports field, working with Pat, but if you had one piece of advice or one thing that you'd say is your favorite aspect of your job today, I'm curious as to what that would be. Yeah, I think I've touched on it. This is kind of like the combination of, of all my favorite things, like my favorite people. Uh, you know, like I said, Pat and I go back to kindergarten. Uh, Nick is the godfather of my son. Mm -hmm. um, you know, awesome. Dick and I played baseball and football together in high school. And then the guy, the new guy, the kid, obviously, you know, Jay and Tim, yep. I've known for a long time as well, but uh, we got lucky with, you know, when we did the intern search um, before, you know, during the Barstool days mm -hmm. that stay with us are just super talented, genuine guys. Um, so you combine, you know, great people with, you know, my, my love, if you want to say of, of numbers and accounting, mm -hmm. my love of sports. Um, it's like the ultimate, 
it's like the ultimate job, the ultimate position. Um, so yeah, as far as advice, I think like we talked about the people, you know, just, just put people first, um, in everything you do. Uh, I try to stay and Pat laughs at me sometimes, but try to stay level headed and take one decision at a time. You know, don't, think too far ahead. Don't think about what happened in the past, you know, look at each situation individually as it comes in the moment and make a level headed decision and, you know, put people first, people, uh, the people that you care about, you know, people in your business, your employees, your partners, um, you know, put them first and make the best decision that you can in the moment and, you know, make it work. That's kind of a simple approach, I guess, but I think, a lot of things get overcomplicated. Yep. Um, you know, we see a lot of partners, if you want to say, or, or deals that are out there to be made and kind of people overcomplicate things with, you know, this person has to approve this and then it has to go to, you know, this group of people and the red tape it just gets overcomplicated because everyone has their own opinions and their own egos and things like that. So We've always, yeah, just try to, to keep it simple, um, make it about people, and uh, you know, make the right decision for us as it as it comes, and and roll with with the punches or you know the ups and downs, and uh, you know just just keep trudging ahead and uh, entertaining people and making people happy. That's what it's all about. That's awesome to hear. And I can speak for everybody when I say you guys do an excellent job of making a lot of people happy every day. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy too. I'm happy <laughs> that. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate all this. Oh, thanks, Adam. Yeah, anytime. Of course. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Huge shout out to Phil for coming on to the show. Thank you so, so much. It was really a pleasure to chat with you. And something else I'd like to say before I let you guys get out of here is that the day that I interviewed Phil, literally hours after we got off this call together, Pat and the gang announced an exclusive partnership deal with FanDuel. That is the first of its kind. It's the first time ever that a legal sports book has an exclusive deal with a media agency. It's never happened before. And I think this really just goes to show that Pat and the gang are making waves and Pat McAfee Show and Pat McAfee Inc. and all of them are here and here to stay. And according to Adam Schefter, this deal is worth more than any specialist player in the history of the NFL has ever gotten. So while there definitely was some controversy around Pat hanging up his cleats a bit earlier than expected to make this foray into the media world, I think it's safe to say that it has truly paid off both in terms of financial returns and just general impact on the world and reach of his audience. And he really does make a lot of people's day and credit to Pat, credit to Phil, credit to everybody else for really putting together something great and building it from the ground up. So Phil, again, thank you for coming on and everybody who's listening this far, I truly appreciate it. And I'll be back soon with some more great content. Thank you and peace out.